Great job. They stepped up. Uh, and yes, I was watching. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Y'all ain't got no deadbeat dad. Yeah, I'm, I want to see what's going on. Amen. I'm not an absentee father. I want to know. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I was watching y'all from the cabana. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we had a we had a <laughs> we had a really really good time. I, I learned how to relax again. I did. I learned how to relax. Uh, yeah, these few last few years have been really intense. So uh, I, I had to learn how to relax again. I have to uh, turn that stuff off, sit it down, move it out of the way, and said, "I'm just gonna lay here and do absolutely nothing." Amen. Um, and so I, I, do, I do encourage all of you guys, uh, because I know most of you lead very busy, busy lives. Um, God created a six and one ratio, six and one, six and one, six and one. I'm going to do a teaching on that one of these uh, one of these Sundays or Wednesdays. So it is important, it's imperative that you take a day to rest, that you take a day to rest. I work on Saturdays and Sundays, if you didn't know that. Amen. So I work on those two days. So I have to take a different day uh, through the week uh, as my Sabbath rest, as my time to just do nothing. So I do encourage all of you guys um, to take some time to do that. We are preparing for I serve. I serve is coming uh, the 30th of this month. Amen. Y'all give the Lord some praise for that. I serve is coming. And uh, we are we are preparing our hearts for that. It's a time that we uh, we trade our traditional worship service to go out into the community to serve the wonderful, wonderful people in our community. Brother Scott and his team, they're doing a great job compiling the jobs that we're going to be um, going to go after. And so um, I'm, I'm ready to do that um, from this location. We've done it for several years in Kilgore. So it's cool to be here to be able to to get that started. So we have a lot of people who are showing interest and want to be connected to that. So um, I'm just, I'm ready to do it, ready to move forward. Also, please put it on your calendar, um, June the 23rd. I think I'm saying that right. June the 23rd. Make sure that's on your calendar. Must, uh, 22nd, 22nd, June the 22nd. Put that on your calendar. That's our Super Saturday. So um, that's the, that, that is our, thank you, Jerry. That is our all-member orientation. That is for everybody who's a member uh, or a partner with Church on Purpose. So that's a day that we're going we're gonna to talk about all things purpose, all things on purpose. And so you guys will get a chance to hear um, the vision, the mission, our purpose, why we're here, what we feel like God's doing through us and through our ministry. And after you guys have completed that, then some of you will be able at that point to volunteer in certain areas. So, again, I want you, everybody, to be connected to that. That is from, is it from 10, was it 10 till 2? Is that what, that, is that what we said? From 10, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're going to have some things for the kiddos to do. So if you're, you have to bring the children with you, they'll have some things that, uh, that they can do as well. So, again, I want you guys to be connected to that and be a part of that. Amen. All right. Um, grab your Bible. Go to Psalm, Psalm 91, Psalm 91. If you don't have a Bible, then uh, uh, click your phone uh, to Psalm 91. Amen. Psalm 91. Um, we have been doing, we've been doing a teaching about the uh, uh, upreach, reaching up to God, inreach and outreach, the three facets of our ministry. And so tonight I want to finish what we started this past weekend, or excuse me, this past Wednesday, talking about uh, abiding in God's presence, staying in God's presence. Uh, I got a chance to go back and listen to the podcast and it just blessed me all over again um, about the importance of dwelling or living in the presence of God. And so we're, go we're going to try I'm going to try now. Psalm 91 is only 16 verses, and so we're going to try to jump in and look at these frame by frame. Hopefully, we'll we'll make it. If not, then we'll we'll pick it up another time. But um, I want to take some time and uh, and work through this. The author of uh, Psalm 91 is oftentimes uh, considered to be David, and I I, uh, I did some study on this, and uh, there are some theologians who think that uh, Psalm 91 may have been written by Moses. Um, Moses uh, doing his doing his time that 40 years in the wilderness. So um, that they're kind of you know there's there's pros and cons for both of those. We just know whoever wrote it had a great understanding about abiding in God's presence. Of course, the word abide means to stay. You guys know that it means to stay to stay in God's presence. Write this down. Write this down if you have not already. Um, um, 
to, to abide in his presence means to live life, live a life of communion with God. Write that down if you have not already. It means to live a life of communion with God. It means that I'm, I'm, I'm constantly aware of God's presence in my life all the time. And I'm going to do the things that I know that brings God honor. Uh, so my life is going to be a, a life of honor to the Lord. I'm going to do my best to stay away from the things that I know that brings God's dishonor, the things that I know that God dislikes. I'm going to do my best to stay away from those things um, by God's power. Uh, I, 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 I had this thought today. I had this thought today, and I was thinking about this, and I said, you know what? I, I probably need to share that. And I, I think the Holy Spirit brought this to me. Even if, let's say that, let's say that if a person is caught up in an addiction, and you have a sin that is very difficult for you to break free from, and you know that at a certain point in time that you're going you're gonna to wind up gravitating back to that sin, um, I encourage you to do this. Just pray and say, and say to the Lord, say, God, you promise that with every temptation, you will provide with it a way for me to escape that I may be able to bear it. So watch this. Even if you're headed to do that very sin, pray and say, God, you said that you're going to give me a way to escape. And God, when you open up that door, God, give me the wisdom to take the exit that you prepared for me. Amen. And just do that every time. So whenever you're tempted, what are you going to, what are you going to say? Say it back to me. God, you, you promised me what? That with every temptation, you provide a way to escape that I might be able to bear it. And so you pray that so that, so that e because, because the, the worst thing that you can do is just allow yourself to participate in sin without having that prayer, kind of, kind of that prayer barrier around you. You, you got you to gotta be praying and asking God to deliver you, even in the midst of, of your temptation saying, God, listen, God, I, I, in other words, I, I'm having a difficult time saying no to this sin, but God, I still need your deliverance. God said, if you cry out, he says, I'm going to hear you and I'll deliver you because God is looking at your heart. Amen. Glory to God. Because, because your spirit is willing, hallelujah, but your flesh is weak. So watch this. So even when your flesh is weak, you have to give your spirit voice. Let me say that again. Even when, y'all write that down. Even when your flesh is weak, you still have to give your spirit voice. So even, let me say it like this, even when you're not doing the right thing, you could at least be praying the right thing. Hallelujah. Still be praying the right thing. And you, and you are inviting God to move on this situation and to get you out of this particular dilemma that your flesh is trying to push you closer or deeper and deeper into. Does that make sense to anybody? Amen. David prayed that all, all the time. Matter of fact, Apostle Paul said, in me, he said, there, there lies no good thing. There's nothing good in me. He said, the thing that I know I'm supposed to do, that's the thing that I, I, I don't do. And the very things that I know I'm not supposed to do, those are the very things I do. That's what he said. And he cried out. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from the body of this death? So in, in other words, David said, listen, David said, God, I'm messing up, but God, I'm crying out to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Hallelujah. So, so make sure that you're, you're crying out to God. So um, Psalm 91, uh, verse number one, he who dwells, he who stays, he who inhabits, he who remains in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's talk about shadow for just a moment. Um, when I was in the army, I, I was, we, was in the, we were in the desert. How many of you ever spent some time in the desert? Anybody? One person? Two people? Spent some time in the desert. Listen, when you're in the desert, <laughs> glory to God, listen, there are no trees in the desert. There are no trees in the desert. And it gets very, very hot in the desert. So it gets, it gets so hot that the heat will burn your skin off in the desert. It gets, that, it gets really hot. So watch this. So in the desert, one of the things that you're looking for all the time it's some shade. Woo, glory to God. So watch this, watch this. But in order to have shade, you have to have something that's big enough to cast a shadow that's big enough to provide shade for you. Amen. So watch this. So if this was written in Bible day, they understood what it was like to be hot. 
They understood what it was like to be in the midst of heat. So watch this. So what they said was, they said, God, we understand the importance of shadows because shadow, watch this, protects us from the sun because the sun can kill you. The sun will kill you. If you expose to the sun too long, it causes all types of harmful things to your body. So they understood the importance of shadows. Here's what they said about God. They said, God, it makes no difference how hot it gets. If we can just get to your shadow, watch this, because it is always cooler in the shadow, glory to God, than it is in the sun. Y'all wish I had some witnesses in here. If we can just make it to the shadow, he said, if we just abide under the shadow, if we just stay in the shadow, it will always be cooler in the shadow than it is in the sun. So we talked about that life of communion with God. So I'm, I'm going to go through the eight points that I gave you last week. I'm going to go through these quickly. If you don't have them, you're going to write you got to write really fast, so you're going to have a good phone that can take a good picture. Amen. Um, so so, so I, we, we talked about those who live a life of communion with God. And we talked about, we talked about what it should feel like um, when we go to God. We, what it should feel like. Number one is I'm at home with God. Y'all remember that one? I'm at home with God. You, 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 when, when, when you go to God, it's like being away. You've been away on a long journey for a while, and you get a chance to go back and connect with God. I'm at home with God. Number two, I return to God. No matter how far I stray, no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to always return back. I'm going to always return back to God. Number three, I find rest or repose in God. I find rest in him. So, I, when, so when, I'm, uh, when, when my, my, my spirit is aggravated or agitated, I find my rest in him. I go to God. I go to prayer. And in prayer, I find rest. Number four, I acquaint myself with inward religion. This is not something I just do on the outside, that this is on the inside. This is something that I do intuitively. It's like I, I don't just want to be saved in front of people. I want to be saved in private. I want to be saved when nobody's looking. I wish I had somebody. I, I don't just want to walk in integrity when people are looking at me. I want to walk in integrity when nobody's looking at me. Because your character is not tested when you're on the stage. The character is tested when you're backstage and nobody's back there with you. So, so this, this thing has to be on the inside. It, you know, the, the, the whole love of God has got to be on the inside of you. It can't just be something that we do when everybody's watching. Who are you when nobody's looking? Who are you when nobody's watching? Who are you when nobody can see you? Glory to God. Let me say, let's say it like this. Who are you when you and your, your spouse are at home by yourself and nobody can hear you cussing each other out? Glory to God. Wait, wait, wait. Some of y'all some some looking. Listen, who, who are you in your thought life? Hallelujah. Because so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, or so he becomes. So watch this, so watch this. You might not say it, but you don't even check your own thoughts. See how I got quiet? This has got to be on the, so, so listen, don't, don't treat the thought like it never came. Cast it down in Jesus' name. Just cast it, take authority of the, yeah, you know what, that's not the right thought. Oh, Lord, Lord forgive me for that. Because God, God knows, he said, I know your thoughts from afar off. So God knows what you're thinking. So when you, you, can't just, you can't just think the thought and then not go back and deal with the thought that you just was thinking. Because, because that thought becomes a seed. Sin begins with the thought. That's why you have to think about what you're thinking about while you're thinking about it to determine if you should be thinking about it. Think about it. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So listen, so, so, as a, so as a believer, if, if I'm going to commune with God, if I'm going to stay close with God, then you know what? I've got to deal with my thoughts because God hears my thoughts. <laughs> God hears my thoughts. Amen. Glory to God. So I gotta deal, I gotta, I've got to deal with my thoughts. Um, number five, um, I, make, I make heart work of the service of God. I, so my service to God, I do it from my heart. The Bible says all that you do and everything that you do, do it to the glory of God. 
Whatever we do, do it to the glory. Do it, do it without grumbling and complaining. Do it unto the glory of God. Whatever you do, how, where, listen, when you go to work, you're not working for those people. You're working for the glory of God. Amen? So when, on, on your commute home, listen, you're not driving home just to get home. You're driving for the glory of God. That means that you got to be nice in traffic, especially if you got a church on purpose bumper sticker. Listen, you got to be nice. You can't be out there acting a fool. You got to do that unto the glory of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So don't be speeding and cutting folks off and, you know, and talking bad people. No, because everything that we do, it has to be to the glory. And, I, and watch this. And there will be times, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, there will be times that, that you're going to do some things that are displeasing to God. And when you do, just repent. Just go back to God and say, God, forgive. God, I shouldn't have done that. And watch this. If you sin against someone, you've got to go back to them and make it right. You got to go back to them and make it right. Glory to God. All right. Um, um, number six, I worship behind the veil. I worship behind the veil. I, I don't, my, my, my worship is not just superficial. My worship is not just because they sang my song on praise and worship. It's not because, you know, uh, the atmosphere was right and all that. No, no, I worship behind the veil. Watch this. Even if they miss a few chords, I'm still connected. But you know what? You know what they call it? They, you know, uh, they, they, there's an there's a, there's a, there's a old, um, um, I guess it's an African-American colloquialism where they, they, call it, they call it going in. Hallelujah. Oh, girl, you, girl, you went in. Hallelujah. You, 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 you know what that's indicative of? That's indicative of you went behind the veil. In other words, you were not thinking about the people anymore. You forgot about everybody who was around you. In other words, you became like David. Your, your praise became so indignant that, when, that people looked at you and wondering what was wrong with you. Glory to God. But, but touch your neighbor and say, don't you judge my praise until you understand my pain. Come on, touch them. Don't you judge my, don't you judge my praise. Until you understand my pain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so our, worship, our worship goes behind the veil. Our worship is not about what we're doing here on Sunday morning. Because I can do this at the house, honey. Glory to God. If we don't have church on Sunday, I'm going to have some worship. Y'all ain't, ain't talking to me. Listen, so I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting on church to produce my worship. I'm just going to take my worship to church just so I can worship with everybody else. But if nobody worships, I'm going to worship God by myself. I'm going to worship him in spirit and in truth. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I've learned how to praise God. I've learned how to bless him in season, out of season. I've learned to bless him when things are good. I've learned to bless him when things are bad. I've learned to give. I've learned in everything wherewith to be content. I'm going to always give him glory. Glory to God. My, my praise ain't predicated on how, how well you. I don't care if everybody on my row is the frozen chosen. Glory to God. You're going to have to watch. You're going to have to sit there with your little froze self, and you're going to have to watch me praise. Guess what? And I hope my praise gets high enough to throw you out a little bit, honey. Glory to God. We worship behind the veil. We worship. The way you can get behind the veil is your life has to be right. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you have to be perfect, but you do have to be perfectly repented. Right. Amen. 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 Ooh, if y'all don't hear anything I say tonight, that was worth you. That was worth the admission fee that y'all paid to get in here tonight. <laughs> you have to be perfect, but you have to be perfectly repented. That means you're always going back to God. I return back to God. I sin, but I got to go back to him. I messed up, but I got to go back. Chalk was talking the other day about the hog pen experience. He messed up, but he made up in his mind, I've got to go back to my father. Yeah. Glory to God. And watch this. He went back to the father, and when he went back to the father, the Bible says that his father's arms were open wide, and he ran to meet him. He ran to where he was to connect with him. Glory to God. Listen, God is waiting on you to come back. He's waiting on you to come back. He's waiting on you to turn around. Glory to God. Listen, the, the Apostle Paul said it like this. The Apostle Paul was a murderer. He killed Christians, and he did it intentionally, and he thought that he couldn't be saved. He thought that there was no good left in him. Hallelujah. But you know what God told him? Watch this. My grace is sufficient. He said, God, you don't understand. I, I've, I've, I've crucified the church, and I've killed. He, God said, my grace is sufficient. You don't understand. I blaspheme and I, I've cursed you and I've cursed people that were doing things in your name. God said, my grace 
is sufficient. I don't know who needs to hear that tonight, but I need you to know that God's grace is sufficient. Makes no difference how bad things you, how bad the things that you've done in your life, God's grace is sufficient. You just got to get back to him. You say, Pastor Love, you don't understand, man. You don't understand what I did last night, what I did this weekend. God's grace is sufficient. And his strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's when we're, when we're weak. That's when he's strong. That's the grace of God. We worship behind the veil. I, number seven, I love to be alone with God. I just love to be alone with him. I wake up and I just, I just like going out by myself. I like sitting out on the porch. I like walking in my yard. I like just doing yard work out there, just talking to God. I just love to be alone with God. Hallelujah. Because Did y'all know that God is a good listener? <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know, watch this. Do you know that God keeps secrets? You know you can tell him anything and God won't tell anybody? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the beautiful thing about God. And so God's a great listener. And, God, and so, so for those of you who have not learned how to be alone with God, you're missing out on one of the, one of the greatest privileges that you've ever had in your life. Amen. And listen, so when you, many, many, many people shy away from God's presence because they feel like when I go in God's presence, I have to do all the talking. But sometimes when you go in God's presence, just get there and just be quiet and listen to him. Listen to Holy Spirit and allow Holy Spirit just to minister to you. Sometimes the, the best conversation I've had with God were conversations when I didn't say a word. It's when he talked and he spoke. And I asked God, because sometimes, to be honest with you, I don't know if this ever happens to y'all, but sometimes when I go into the presence of God, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to him. Sometimes when I go in the presence of God, I'm just like, Lord, I'm, I'm here. Now listen, you, you haven't been through anything yet. Until you've been through something where you couldn't even manifest a prayer out of your mouth. You didn't know what to say. You didn't know what to pray. You had no idea. You were just saying, God, I'm, God, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I don't, even, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray right now. My prayers have left me. But guess what? I'm going to return back to him, and I'm just going to get in his presence. Glory to God. Woo. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It, it's kind of like, like going in your mama's room. And, and you, mama said, what you doing? You said, nothing. I'm just sitting on the bed. Yeah, just going in. You just want to, because you know why? You just, you just want to be in mama's presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I used to do my grandmother like that. I used to just walk, go in her room, and I used to just sit on the foot of her bed. She was there piecing the quilt. They call it piecing the quilt. I don't know. They, yeah, they still call it that. They, she piecing the quilt. She was there, you know, she was there kind of, you know, uh, 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 peeling some, not peeling peas, what you call it? Shelling, yeah, shelling, man. You ain't from the country. Yeah, she be, be, shelling, be shelling some peas. She be, she be, yeah, they be shelling peas. And, you know, you just, and you, you sit there and they're like, well, what do you want? You're like, I don't, I don't want anything. I'm just, I just, y'all, you ever felt that way? You just, you just want to, you just want to be in their presence. Well, guess what? That, that's the way you ought to feel about God. I just, I'm going to go sit out under that tree. Why? I just want to be in the presence of the Lord. I just want to be in his presence because there's peace in his presence. Whenever you have to make a tough decision and anxiety manifests in your life, find a way to get in God's presence. Let me say that again. Whenever you have to make a difficult decision and anxiety manifests itself in your life, find a way to get in God's presence. Find a way just to be quiet. Find a way to steal yourself. Find a way to cause yourself to be still, to cause your spirit to be still. Get in God's presence and just say, God, I'm anxious about this. I'm nervous about this. I don't know what to do. God, I need you to speak to me. And you can talk to him just like that. And y- y- y'all do know y'all don't have to, you don't have to talk in old English when you talk to God, right? <laughs> y'all, do know, y'all, y'all do know that, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, yeah, you don't have to go beside. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, God. Thou art my father. <laughs> I, I believe in thee. Yeah, you, y'all do know that, right? You don't have to. You can just talk to God in regular English. Okay, all right. Some people don't. Some people don't know. That some people still pray in old English. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. 
Um, number eight, I converse with God in solitude. I converse with God in solitude. And that's the last one. I converse with God in solitude. So I have conversations with God just by myself, just me and the Lord. Um, I converse with God in solitude. I talk to him. I ask God questions. I, I, I solicit his guidance. I, I need God's opinion. I, I need to know what God wants me to do. I need his direction. Amen. Now, listen, I, I've got to be honest with you. Sometimes when you talk to God, he's going to be silent. He's not going to say something every time you talk to him. Amen. Glory to God. Sometimes God has already said it. You just didn't hear him the first time. Hallelujah. And God's not in the habit of just keep repeating itself. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes God makes you think about what he's already told you to do. Amen. He makes, it, he makes you think about it. Okay. Now, now look at this. Um, um, verse number two. So, so let's get to verse number two. Verse number two. I will, I will say of the Lord. Now he makes it personal. I will say of the Lord. Check this out. I will say of the Lord, based upon my experience with him, based upon what I've gone through with him, I will say of the Lord, he is my what? He is my what? He's my refuge and my what? My fortress, my God, in him I will trust. He said, I, I'm, I will say that he is my refuge. He's my refuge. Um, I, I, I used, we used to, when I was a little boy, we, we went hunting. And we went hunting on this place called Mount Mason. That's a little place in Mississippi. We went hunting place in Mount Mason. Um, and when we went hunting, we, we came up to this point, And there was a gate and there was, there was a fence. And an, or, or, or there was a fence and a gate. And um, and my, my, my was my uncle. I think my uncle was, was hunting with me this particular time. And he said, "We have to go through this area, but whatever you do, don't shoot a bird in this area." I'm not talking about the one that fly. He said, "He said, don't don't shoot a bird in this area." And I and I said, I asked him. I said, I said, why? He said, he said, this is a bird refuge. Glory to God. He said, he said, this area is protected, is protected. The birds in this area are protected by law. If you harm a bird in this area, you can go to jail. So, so in other words, we were hunting. We had our rifles and shotguns. We had them. We were walking. All these birds flying around. They flying around, taunting us. Big old juicy birds. Birds with a lot of meat underneath their arm. But guess what? We couldn't touch them because they were in what's called a bird refuge. They were in a place that was deemed safe for them to inhabit. They were there, and we couldn't touch them. No matter how many birds we saw, no matter how much they taunted us, we couldn't shoot them. We couldn't even throw rocks at them because they were protected by law. Glory to God. Here's what God's saying. God is saying that if you run to me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me bring it home because some of y'all ain't picking up what I'm putting down. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't have to hunt for y'all food. Me and Elma Fudd, we did growing up. Y'all didn't have to hunt for y'all food. Okay. <laughs> we had to hunt. We didn't hunt. We didn't eat. Okay. Uh, and that's a true story. Okay. Now listen, 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 listen. When I was a little boy, I'm going to make it plain for you. Y'all, some of y'all going to get it now. When I was a little boy, we used to play this game called tag. We played this game called tag. How many of you have you ever played tag? You ever played tag? You ever played tag? Okay, all right. So, so y'all get it. We played tag. Now, now, now. Uh, so, so I don't want to really talk about tag. I want to talk about home base, because in the game of tag, there was always a tree, and we made the tree home base. Glory to God. So, so when you first start, your hand was on the tree. As long as your hand was on the tree, you had refuge. As long as your hand was on the tree, you were safe. Glory to God. It make no difference who is it. They can walk around you. They can be looking at you. You didn't care. You know why? Because I'm on home base. I'm at my refuge. Glory to God. So, so watch this. The moment I leave home base, now I'm in trouble. Now the person that is it has the right to chase me and to take whatever is on, on him and put it on 
on me now. Glory to God. So I'm running around all the time, but I'm trying to get back to home base. Glory to God. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says it like this. The Bible talks about tag. Does y'all know the Bible talks about tag? I think that's where it started. The Bible talks about tag. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to y'all. Y'all, I thought y'all wanted some preaching tonight. The righteous run to it and they are safe. Glory to God. So as long as you're running to the name of the Lord, it makes no difference what hell and high water, how many devils are around you. Makes no difference what pestilence or sword. God said when you are under my name, you are safe. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm safe, honey. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in. The righteous run to the name. Glory to God. And they are safe. Here's the problem. See, here's the problem. The, the, the problem, the problem with the, with the strong tower, the problem with home base is that, stand up, Reggie, is what Satan does. Let me show you. Let me say what Satan does. See, the further you get away from it, further you get away from it, what Satan will do, Satan will get between you So now, stop me from getting there. So, so now, now you're trying to get to him. But it's difficult now because now you've gotten too far away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Here's the problem. The reason you started trying to get around him is because you're trying to get to the name, but you don't understand that you carry the name, honey. Get thee behind me, Satan. That I listen, the name is on the inside of me. God said that my name is seated, my name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. The name of Jesus is on the inside, not just on the outside. This thing is on the inside of me. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, every time the devil sees me, he sees the name of Jesus. Come on. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on, man. Listen, that with the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is the same power that exists inside of you and to me. That same power. That same power is on the inside. Exact same power. He said, Lo, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he said, Nothing shall by any mean harm you. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? You don't have to run from the devil. You don't have to run from him. You don't have to play, you don't have to play tag with the devil. No, command him to go. And he's got to flee. Resist him and he must flee from you. Speak to your mountains. For God is saying, uh, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. God is not on the outside, God's on the inside. Glory to God, he's on the inside. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my strong tower, my strong place, my God, in him will I trust. Surely, verse number three, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Write this down, that's the hidden traps. Satan will set hidden traps for you. Sometimes your enemy will set hidden traps, but God said, I'll deliver you from the hidden traps. That the enemy tries to set for you. It is the snare that, that, that bird catchers set before birds. It's thin net that birds have a hard time seeing. And they fly right into these thin nets. And, and that's the snare of the fowler. And from the perilous pestilence. That is the fatal epidemic disease. There are diseases and pestilence that, that the perilous pestilence that oftentimes try to creep up on you. God said because you've made me your fortress you've made me your refuge. God said I'll protect you from that. Why? Because you've made the, the, the true and the living God your trust. Because you put your trust in him. He said I'll protect you from the Norselum pestilence. I'll protect you from that. He said he, said, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, verse number four, and under his wings you shall take refuge. You shall take, you, you, shall, you shall be safe. The word refuge simply means shelter from danger. 
under his wings. It, 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 it gives the, uh, uh, the, the inclination that, that God is looking at us like, like a, a mother bird sees after her chicks. Under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. A shield, a shield is made for long-range attacks. A shield is big. It's, a, it's one of those big things that you carry on your arm. It almost covers up most of your body. That's, that's made for long-range attack. Arrows that you can't see coming. And you walk with that shield. A buckler is a small shield that you wear on your wrist. It is designed for close combat. So watch this. Here it is. God said, I'm going to protect you from enemies far and near. Let me say it like this. Some of y'all are going to get it when I say it like this. God said, I'll protect you from enemies foreign and domestic. Woo, Lord, glory to God. Hallelujah. God said, I, I, I've got you. I've got you from the enemy far away, and I'm going to protect from the ones that are right around you. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not my enemy. Are you not my enemy? Yeah, come on now. I need to be sure. Are you for me or against me? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need to know. Amen. He said, I'm going to protect you. From, from, I'm going to protect you from my shield and the buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, the night terrors, uh, the things that happen in the nighttime. The enemy sometimes lurks in darkness. He loves darkness because his deeds are evil. I say, you won't be afraid of the terror by night. Glory to God. That's why you got to stop watching all them horror movies. Amen. Hallelujah. God didn't give you that spirit of fear. Yeah, some of y'all scared. Turn your TV on sometime. Y'all scared. That little woman with that long black hair going to step out of y'all TV screen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all are so scared. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. Stop introducing yourself to that stuff. Hallelujah. Stop introducing yourself. Stop, stop letting that stuff uh, 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 stop letting that stuff out in your house. Amen. I'm serious, man. People be on them movies. They be conjuring up spells and I mean, that you, you, you allowing that stuff uh, to be activated in your house. You gotta, man, I'm not going to no scary movie. You crazy? Hallelujah. Some of y'all, you don't get it after a while. When you walk outside and boy, you scared and that light go off or something, you hear some. But God said, listen, if you make me your refuge, you don't have to worry about that. You keep your mind stayed on me. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace. He said, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about that. He says, he says uh, you should not be afraid. Verse number five, you should not be afraid of the terror by night. Know the arrow that flies by day, even the things that try to come against you in the daytime. You don't, you're not afraid of it. You're not afraid of it. Nor, nor, verse number six, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. In other words, in other words, he's saying that, that, that there's going to be things that happen all around you all the time. But he said, you're not going to fear any of that stuff. God doesn't want us to fear what's happening in the world. We don't have to fear, you know, the degradation of our society. We don't have to fear that, but God wants to be prepared for it. We don't have to fear it. Because God said, I, I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God gave us, God gave us power. Ask your neighbor, do you know that you have power? Ask them. Now, some of y'all are hard-headed, and y'all just look at y'all, sit there, and don't say a word. If, you, if your neighbor didn't say anything, say, you sure is hard. Just say, you sure are hard-headed. Let's say it right. You sure are hard-headed. Pastor told you to look at somebody, and you just going to sit there and not say a word. You just as hard-headed. You need to repent. You need to go back to God. You need to, you need to run to the Lord and be safe. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to obey. Words have power. You got to know that you have power. You have power to tread over serpents and scorpions, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Now, it did, that doesn't mean that, that we won't have things to come against us. It just means that things won't prevail against us. Glory to God. No weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. Didn't say it wouldn't hurt. Didn't say it wouldn't come near us. You know, but it said that when, if it did, it's not going to prosper. Glory to God. Why? Because we run to the name of the Lord. We run to the name of the Lord. We're safe. We run to the Lord. Glory to God. Where did I leave off at? Where did I leave off at? Verse number six. Okay. Uh, the pestilence that walk in darkness or destruction that lays waste at noonday. Verse number seven says, a thousand shall fall at, at your side. And 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes, verse number 8, 
shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. In other words, and this, was, this is talking about pestilence. It's talking about um, people getting sick and people falling by the wayside. He said, he said you're going to see a bunch of things that are happening, a bunch of people that are falling off and falling by the wayside. He said, but you don't have to worry about that. Why? Because you've made Jesus, you've made the name of the Lord your dwelling place. God is sitting there telling you, I'm going to take care of you. This is, this is divine protection. God is telling you, I'm going to protect you divinely. Some of y'all had not been sick in a long time. You know why? Because God is divinely taking care of you. Glory to God. Some of y'all, listen, some of y'all haven't had to take out a loan in so, so long. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all had not pawned nothing in years. Y'all pass by the pawn shop and y'all heart don't race anymore. <laughs> pass by the pawn shop and get mad. <laughs> Some folks and sold your stuff. <laughs> you left it in there too long. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> because God is divinely taking care of you. He's divinely taking care of you. Some of you have been sick so long that you've really just forgotten the last time you were sick because God's been divinely taking care of you. You've been doing, some of you, you, you don't make enough money to pay all them bills, but somehow every month God just bless you to divinely pay them bills because he just, God just, he just makes a way and he'll just, just somehow God will just, God will just make a way because he's promising I'll protect you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Glory to God. And God just keeps on doing it. He just keeps on, he just keeps on. Isn't it amazing that God just keeps on blessing you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? Do me a favor. If you're not hard-headed, look at your neighbor and say, I don't know why God's so good to you. Come on, tell him. Uh-uh. Listen, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he's so good to you because I know you jacked up. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Hallelujah. I don't know why, but look at, look at that neighbor and say, I don't know why, but I'm just glad he is. Come on. I don't know why, but I'm sure glad that he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. That's a beautiful picture, beautiful picture. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Look at verse number 10. Ooh, don't, don't mess with verse number 10. Don't, don't, don't mess with verse number 10. Don't mess with it. Don't listen to y'all reading it. Y'all just reading it on your own, aren't you? Hallelujah. What does verse number 10 say? What does it say? No evil. What? Shall befall you. The word befall means overtake. Write that down if you don't have it already. The word befall means overtake you. Does not mean that evil won't come nigh you. Doesn't mean that, that you won't have to face with evil, with some evil. But here's what the Bible says. It says that it won't overtake you. It won't overtake you. Why? Because you've made the Lord thy God your dwelling place. It's not going to overtake you. You have to endure some things and go through some things, but it's not going to overtake you. That's a beautiful picture. That's a beautiful thing uh, for God to say to us that, that things will come near you, but it won't overtake you. It won't overtake you. Glory. You may have to wrestle a little bit, but you're not going to be overtaken. You may, well, let me say it like this. Let me say, I, I preached this sermon a couple of weeks ago. You might bend, but you're not going to break, honey. Ooh, glory to God. This is the divine protection of God. This is how God protects us. Now, now listen, if your life raggedy, can I say it like that? I know that's not good English. Now that you're sitting there shouting, but your life raggedy. <laughs> you shouting, but you got away from home base. You're a little too far from home base. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, th this applies to those who have made the Lord their dwelling place. If you haven't made the Lord your dwelling place, you got to, you, yeah. Yeah, you may have to go through some things if you have not made the Lord your dwelling place. If, 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 you're not, if you're not confident to run back to God every morning, and that, that's why I gave you all those, I gave all those uh, that, that, that reading assignment. Hope you all been doing it. Praise you have been doing your reading assignment. Glory to God. Woo, that's what I'm talking about. And listen, listen, I, I wake up every morning, I'm, I'm excited to get my little piece of paper, man. I'm excited to go, to go hear what the Lord, and man, watch this. Some of you, now that you start reading, you don't just stop at them few little verses I gave you. Man, y'all be like, I'm just going to go ahead and read the whole thing. You just overachiever you. You better be an overachiever in the Lord, honey. <laughs> You just read the whole thing. But guess what it's doing, though? You don't realize it. It's developing a hunger. 
See, spiritual hunger and natural hunger are different. Natural hunger says the more I eat, the less hungry I become. That's natural hunger. Spiritual hunger is the more I eat, the more hungry I become. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Watch this. But also spiritual hunger says the less I eat, the less hungry I become. So that means the more I read, the more I want to read. And the less I read, the less I have a desire to read. Ooh, glory to God. Somebody needs to write that down. So you're working on it. Amen. Well, where are we at? Where are we at? How much time I got? Where, where are we at? Where did I leave y'all off at? Where am I at? Ten. Okay. Uh, shall not overtake you, uh, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Um, verse number 11. Woo, look at verse number 11. If y'all don't have verse number 11 highlighted, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're not a Christian if you don't have verse number 11 highlighted in your Bible already. For, for he, capital he, for he shall give his angels charge over you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That means that, that means that when I'm weak, I don't have to fight by myself. I've got some angels that have charge over me to keep me and protect me in all of my ways, lest I fall and dash my foot against the stone. You ought to just thank God for, for, for angels that he has set and given charge over us. You'll be surprised. One of these, y'all, when we get to heaven, that's what's going to make heaven so amazing because the things that are concealed now are going to be revealed and God's going to show us all the time that angel was there helping us. That's why the Bible says, be careful how you entertain strangers because many of us have entertained, strange, entertained angels unaware. Hallelujah. Thank God for angels. This is an angel that, that gets you out of trouble. It's an angel that, 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 that when you're about to do wrong, that you hear that noise and you thought somebody was in the house. You thought you heard a car pull up? Hold <laughs> up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you hear that? <laughs> okay, I need to quit. <laughs> okay. Uh, verse number 12. <laughs> In the hands. <laughs> Y'all got me sweating. <laughs> She didn't told me to stop, y'all. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop my gap. I get in trouble for real. Okay. <laughs> you know why y'all laughing? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm at 13. Thank you, y'all. Amen. <laughs> You shall tread, you shall tread upon the lion, the cobra, the young lion, and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot those things that come to poison you, those things that come to destroy you. God said you shall trample those things underfoot. Verse number 14 says, because he has set his love upon me, because you've set your love upon God, therefore I, God, will deliver him. The word deliver means to rescue. I will set him on high because he has known he has known my name he he he's been he's been intimate with my name he studied with my name he run to my name he he uses my name he has known my name he shall call upon me. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to answer him. God said, God said when, when you've made me your dwelling place, when you every time you call, the line is never going to be busy. Every time you call, God said, I'm going to pick up. I'm going to answer every time you call. Big, big mama said it like this. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can say this in church. I'm kind of in trouble now. <laughs> Listen, he, big mama said, I've got a telephone in my bosom. <laughs> and she said, I can call him up. Anyway, I, that, that would have, I would have killed in Mississippi. If I said that Mississippi, the whole church would have started shouting. <laughs> he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And, and look at the next part. I, I will be with him. God said, when you're in trouble... Because you've known my name, because you're intimate with my name, God said, when you're in trouble, don't worry. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be right there with you. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. God said, I'm going to be right in the midst of trouble. God said, I'm going to be right there. And watch this. Not only am I going to be there with you, but I will, I will, I will, I will. Not I might, not maybe. God said, I will, I will. Not only am I going to deliver you, but God said, I'm going to give you your honor back. I'm going to give you your integrity back. I'm going to establish your name again. I'm going to deliver you and then I'm going to honor you. Why? Because you've known my name. That's what God is saying. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. I'm going to answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I don't know about you, but I've been delivered from some trouble. <laughs> Glory to God. I've been delivered from some things. There may be one or two people on your road that can testify with me and say, I've been through some things. I, I, God has delivered me out of some trouble. Glory to God. Some stuff I got myself in. Some of the stuff somebody else got me in. But I just thank God that he delivered me from trouble. Glory to God. He delivered me from trouble. He delivered me from trouble. Hallelujah. I would, live him, I would deliver him and honor him. And then lastly, with long life, with long life, I will satisfy him and I'll show him with long life. That, that, means, that means good life. That means that, that, means that, that your, your, your days on the earth are going to be filled with plenty. I'm going to satisfy you. You're going to have long days. Good days is what you're saying. You, you're going you're to have good days and long life. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to satisfy them. I'm going to make sure that you have everything you need. That's what God is saying to us. That's why it's so important for us to deal with the sin that's in our lives. That's why it's so important to go back to God because I don't want to lose that divine protection. I don't want to lose all that Psalm 91 said that we can have. I don't want to lose that. That's why we want to be perfect. But you do have to be perfectly repented. Going back to God and saying, God, I messed up. And you know what? Listen, so, so how, how, how many times can my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times seven? He said, no, but I say to you, 70 times seven. You know what that means? That means that it makes no difference how many times you fall. If you cry out to God, God will pick you back up. He's going to deal with you as sons and daughters. Now, he's going to deal with you, but he's going to pick you back up. He's going to pick you back up, and he's going to love you like a daughter. He's going to love you like a son, and he's going to deal with you. But he promises he's going to pick you back up. He's going to pick you back up. Just go back to him. Go back to him. Will y'all bow your heads? Father, thank you, Lord God, for divine protection. Thank you, God, for reminding us tonight, God, the importance of staying underneath your covering, for staying in your will. Father, every one of us, like sheep, have strayed. We all have sinned and fall short of your glory. But God, we thank you so much for the blood of your son, Jesus the Christ. Father, we receive that blood tonight. We receive the sacrifice that Jesus made on behalf of our sins. We receive that tonight, Lord God. And Father, we pray, God, that if there's anything or because there are things that are in us that are not like you, God, forgive us of our sin. Forgive us of the things that we've committed. Forgive us of the things that we've omitted, things that we knew we were supposed to do and did not do. God, forgive us for the sins that we've committed even in our thought life, Lord God. Father, purge us with hyssop. Wash us with your blood and make us whiter than snow. Father, we honor you tonight. Bless those who are in this audience. And Father, I pray there's anybody tonight that needs to get it right with you. I pray that they do it tonight, Lord God. No matter how far they've strayed, no matter how far they've gone away, Lord God, they're always able to go back and find refuge in your name. So Father, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Will you put those hands together? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Did y'all enjoy that? I hope y'all enjoy that. I know I did. Amen. Um, Woo! Yeah. Y'all bail me out. Appreciate that. Um, y'all, we have a couple of things coming up. A um, couple of things coming up. Uh, on the 22nd, I think we said that already, 22nd of this month. Make sure, I want everybody to come to that. Uh, the 22nd. Yeah, super, super Saturday from 10 to 2. That's for all the members. Everybody's coming. Everybody here. I want everybody to come. So, um, Pass that word.